0: Welcome to another edition of the Pioneer Perspective. As always, my name is Brad. I'm joined by Alex. Hi, Alex. Hello. We are here today to mourn the great loss of no cards of Pioneer because there was a b and announcement and nothing was hit or unbanned or anything. And I think that is great news for us because, you know, honestly, nothing should have been hit or changed or whatever, Pioneer. So Cool. Though there were some shakeups to other formats. We had standard bannings of Auron's Epiphany, a Divide by Zero and Faceless Haven, as well as a ban of Monkey Boy in Legacy, and then a bunch of changes for Historic and Alchemy with a bunch of different changes in, you know, basically erratas and altercations of these digital cards, as well as a familiar face in Three Fairy becoming Four Fairy, and instead of a static saying, may not cast sword... Or, instance as sorcery speed or whatever or to, restricts you have instance to cast the sorceries. spells at
1: sorcery speed
0: yeah it, it now just says cannot cast on your your
1: turn. Can't means, cast spells on your turn which means you still get to fight over like your spells which is kind of cool not exactly. that i care because i don't play historic and this makes me want to play it even less Because yeah one month pa- one month passes and they change 22 fucking cards or something
0: yeah um also like, did you see that they my just god completely... they go
1: about this the dumb fucking way it's it's crazy so i've i've played hearthstone for a very long time i, I recently just picked it up again for a joke i'm like oh yeah i'll give it a go and the game has it has experienced such insane power creep that it's i've been gone for like a year and it's literally not the same game i played a deck in it at like 30 different new cards in it because they were all overpowered but aside from that i logged in and it. What Hearthstone does very well, and I'm, I wanted to log into Arena and see if they do this here too, uh, but the changes weren't live yet, is when you log in, it will literally tell you this card changed in this way when you log in. But I was gone for a year. I know the Hearthstone format was absolutely broken in half at one point. And I log in, and they've changed like nine cards. And now on Arena, they're just going to like change 22 cards in one go. And then all this like, meaningless stuff, too. It's like, this card has one power more, and it's like, okay. I don't know. I'm glad I don't play Historic. This, I wouldn't like this shit show at all.
0: Yeah, I don't think it should have had any altercations to Historic based on alchemy cards and stuff. Though, we talked about this before we started recording, that I think that they want to give undeniable Reasoning as to why they can come up with erratas for cards on the spot for historic, like they just did with Teferi. and I imagine that having alchemy affect historic was a, a way for them to essentially open the floodgates and be like, "Yep, everything is on yeah, the table everything's
1: now. on the table now."
0: But that leads to a horrible discussion about the economy and things like that. I mean, yeah, to get wild cards.
1: Just make sure to never craft a good deck, yeah, because they might just fundamentally changed the best card and you didn't lose that card worth of wild cards which it didn't even refund but the other 30 cards you had to craft to so like yeah
0: i mean alchemy makes sense to have this alternative to a standard environment in which they you know bring down the power level of some cards because like whole a uh, whole breacher horror or whatever is a very good card in a smaller card pool like standard so them nerfing it, saying it can no longer, you know, or it can't be countered anymore, that kind of thing, and they just remove that line of text, it makes sense to me in that smaller environment because it's basically a limited bomb and standard, whereas Historic has way more answers to uncounterable cards. You have unsubstantiate. Um, you have Commit to Memory, you have Divide by Zero. You <laughs> can just enough. kill it. <laughs> exactly. So. To have this effect historic, I think is just ridiculous. They should really specify and have two different alchemy changes: one that says this is only for changes for standard, and another this is only changes for historic. Which I mean, that sure, just makes we'll it needlessly conf- confusing. Yeah, of course, but it's already needlessly confusing. Yeah, with but the they, way just functions they just shouldn't function as a should, whole.
1: They just shouldn't do it. It's there's. I agree. There's there's no in between. But anyway, we're not the. His, uh, historic perspective thankfully, by the way, I am 100% sure that the historic perspective is already a podcast name um, I can't imagine it's not I um, doubt it I will say, I mean, touch on this already last week I mean, the economy's shit, we all know it uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duels is out now making, solidifying that literally every other card game has a better economy than Magic and it's not particularly close um I will somewhat excuse Hearthstone's economy, even though I think it is greedy, but Hearthstone isn't built around the wild format, so around their eternal format. That's really not the main deal Um, because they never intended for it to have a wild format, but it ended up having it because they said it's not sustainable to have this game be non-rotating, so they chose to give it a rotation. They saw this coming yeah. the moment they made Arena. They didn't do anything about it. So, As a
0: quick side note um, about your historic uh, perspective comment, uh, historical perspective is actually the name of an entire form of study in which you utilize the past to study the present um, and make changes that way. So that is actually an historical um, type of uh, research or whatever that's conducted by experts in that field. And that's the name of that type of study. So even better than a podcast, it's its own entire thing.
1: But But Pioneer, nothing. Yeah, nothing at all. Which Pretty easy to read over. Like, nothing happened. Yeah, I I have my gripes against some cards, which, you know, we've talked about in the past, um, which I don't know if they're up for the chopping block for bands. I just think that they make the format worse. I hate Luris' deck building restriction. Um, I, th- I think it's just... It, it blocks the type of like... Exp- it's I think if we talk about the whole Maro thing, right? With the Johnny, the Spike, the whatever. I feel like companions really hurt the Jennies, Which are the people who really want to express themselves through deck building. Because you're telling this person, like, you can't do that. And now there is a sense where the, the Jenny player will just decide not to put a companion in their deck if they don't if they want to run a cool card and they don't really care. But obviously it's not a black and white spectrum. Right? We always talk about like you know uh, what a casual spike is, and I'm yeah. sure there are spiky Jennies. Uh, I would probably consider myself a spiky Jenny. I don't, I, I think there's. I think there's a male equivalent for Jenny, but I'll be a Jenny. I I like the name Jenny. It's fine. Um, (laughs) But I consider myself sort of a spiky Jenny, and I feel horribly restricted in, like, unfun ways when I'm building decks. And every time I come with something, oh, I could change this one card, and it could be a Gigantha. It's mainly Gigantha and Luris. Mostly Luris, to a lesser extent, Gigantha. All the other ones kind of suck anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um... And like Lutris is a whole different beast, which you know I, th- I think is kind of cool. Um, but it wouldn't have hurt me to see those cards maybe banned as companion, which I think is totally a thing we could do. Uh, I hate that yeah. Band as commander isn't a thing. It's it's needlessly complicated. It's like it's super easy. You could play the card, but you can't not shuffle it. Mm-hmm. Like. That's Which, it. It's pretty easy, right? And to make it less confusing,
0: instead of saying banned as companion, maybe they should just say, Hey, we realize that the companion mechanic was one of our most egregious mistakes we've ever done. So we are scrapping but, the entire mechanic as a whole.
1: To be honest, the rest are all fine. Like Yeah, but they, they they
0: they might as well just hit all of it at once instead of just picking and choosing because then what if down the line like did because eventually you might need to ban another one i'm not saying you would um but like to avoid any other type of yeah, but like
1: i get that whatever. i get that but if setting the precedent that banned as companion is a thing i think does make that a lot easier because i think lurus index is super cool like mm-hmm. generally yeah. when i see Luris show up in main decks i think it's really cool I'm like, oh, that's a that's a cool way to do it. If you're like, maybe it's some sort of combo, like how Kethis did it, right? Where Luris is used to yeah. loop something. I'm like, oh, yep. that's cool.
0: Um, yeah,
1: you ran so, two of them because
0: like it just added to the combo. Like
1: it was great. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the other card that's always just bothered me is Mystical Dispute because I hate Mystical Dispute battles. I think they're super boring. They don't add. I always. You know, I think cards like Aether Gust and Fry are so much better than cards like Mystical Dispute. Because I like it when, if blue decks are good, let's bring a red deck. And then when a red deck... It, it's obviously, there's some other... But like I think it's way cooler if a gr- blue deck is good against a green deck... But then the green players start bringing the red deck, but the red deck loses to the green deck, and then you get this like triangle thing, which I think is way cooler than blue decks. Good play more blue decks to counter the blue decks, but the blue decks to counter the blue decks will play more of the anti-blue cards, which are blue. I just I hate that. Like I, th- I cool think uh, the, um... I think fucking red elemental blast is a better card than. Mystical Dispute basically, and that card is egregious. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, kind of cool. Like, what if they made Mystical Dispute a white card?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll say that just a counterspell for one white is just kind of as stupid as a counterspell is one blue, which is just too universal, it catches everything blue. So, I bring it in against enchantment based decks, against creature based decks, against control. It comes in everywhere because it's just if it's blue, it's probably getting fucked. Right? Like Chandra's Defeat doesn't help me if someone throws a burn spell at my face. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of cool. And I think if you look on Goldfish now, that's obviously not super representative, but um, Mystical Dispute showed up, I think when I showed it to you yesterday, it was in 49% of all decks, which an average of yeah. 3.2 copies. That's insane. Like, we have banned cards for way less. And this card isn't even fun. It's not, gonna dis- it, it's not gonna devalue a strategy. At least not directly, right? If you ban Phoenix, Phoenix is out. But if you ban Mystical Dispute, people will just start running, like, Negates or Dispels or Annuls, which are more narrow, and you can like, dip and dive around, and they're less universe. Anyway, I, I don't Mind that it's not gone. I don't think it's the end of the world. We have some very powerful blue cards where that sort of counterplay can actually be very good. Right? Like, it's not necessarily a bad thing that there is a card that is good against Treasure Cruise and Narset, right? Because those yeah. are two pretty extremely powerful card so it's it's but kind the of a card
0: that's good against narsa you just play narsa on turn four with mystical speed as backup to say no to their mystical View. It yeah it's
1: all it's... yeah ex- exactly know. so but that fact i am happy to see no changes um even though i think some of these changes could be positives format is already really good and really diverse and i appreciate them not taking any risks trying to make something awesome better. Like no, we yeah. we can keep it awesome, right? And then we can adjust accordingly later instead of risking making it worse. Because maybe if you ban mystical dispute, there is some ridiculous like trickle down effect and suddenly everyone's playing burn, right? So sure, keep it as it is. No changes. That mm-hmm. yeah. some people put like Twitter posts or some like I think the yeah, that no one knows I'm a dog who's like Smuggler's Copter did nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah. I right, kind of yeah. like Copter.
0: But. Just fucking reprint Copter straight up is a colored artifact.
1: Yeah, like make it red or whatever. That's pretty yeah. fitting. I didn't, it it kind of rummages. What if it was right?
0: Rakdos? What if it was just like a red and a black straight up? Could be, yeah. I mean... It would, it would see play in those decks. You would, you'd actually probably have a, a pretty good reason to run a Rakdos Burn deck over Boros Burn. Just yeah. for Copter. Or whatever the equivalent of it would be. Because that's the whole reason it's banned, right? The fact that it's not... Goes everywhere. There, you can, exactly. So you start out... We talked about this before. You start out with a 56-card deck. Because if you're playing
1: any type of aggressive deck, you're like, whoop, four Copter. Let's do it. I will say at this point, given like the like on-edge case of Luris decks, if you unban Copter, that should probably go paired with a ban for Luris, or at least a ban as Companion. Because that will definitely be a buff for Luris decks. Yeah, but also because it's such a natural fit for Luris decks. So Mm -hmm. again, you move away from Big Red, and you just turn that into Luris Red. And that's kind of not what you want to see, because it's kind of cool that those Red decks have broken that mold, and are now, like they sort of like taken off the shackles of playing Luris, and now they're playing angry dwarves. Yeah, because it's like. always
0: been it's always been weird to me, where like there's that conversation where people are talking about building a deck, and then someone always replies, like in like a deck fit, deck list advice channel or a tweet or whatever, and they're like, "Why would you do add this card, and you could just not do that and play Luris instead?" And it's just like. I understand, but it feels like a tired argument. I mean, That's it's a
1: little a, annoying. It's a tired yeah. argument, but it is correct 95% of the time.
0: Maybe. So, like, I mean, people, th- like, okay, Like, well, look at Rogues, for example. You can go into a Luris Heavy Rogues deck, but I, I honestly think that the thicker Rogues are better than Luris. So just do that. Um, I think it's a better idea for tempo. I think the red deck, with the chunkier stuff, like, you know, Bonecrusher Giant, which is an amazing card, you have Goblin roller You have Torbrand, which is the whole reason to be in Mono Red. I think those are better cards than Luris, and I think that's a better build than um, Boros Burn. I truly do. I because I, I, I think Boros Burn runs out of steam really fast. If you don't kill them in the first three turns, you're not really going to be able to come back from that, even with cards like Light Up the Stage. Um, and I, I think it fits the the Double Idolon plan fits better in a thicker type of deck that can be like. We're gonna stall you a little bit here with our great big blockers and just big threats that you just kind of can't deal with. So I I I think people need to stop holding on to this idea that like Luris is the end all be all of any type of creature deck. And because like look at humans for example, like humans is typically a Luris deck because it's low to the ground that kind of thing. And I get it, but there are so many sweet three drop and greater size humans, or even like Sigarda from the new Midnight Hunt. Um, And then there's the other Sigarda card, which just a guardian savior. That card's a bomb. Like those are cool cards that actually, and even the new white dragon card we saw, which we'll talk about in a little bit. um, You were saying seems really cool in that kind of deck too. So yeah, well you may. What if those are better? What if those cards are genuinely in playtesting better than what you would get with Luris, but people are not going to try it? Because on paper, it's you're told not I mean, to.
1: Yeah, but that, that's also part of the reason I don't like mainly Lurus is because I think it is such a, like, in-your-face thing that stifles creativity. Yeah. And I also just think it's fucking boring. Like, not just talking about if I have a 51 or a 52% win rate. I just really don't like Lurus. Cause he's mm-hmm. he's everywhere, and it's this random nightmare cat that shows up in my tribal deck. It's just like I don't know. It's just not a card that I enjoy. It's such a must kill. Like it just it just really doesn't lead to fun gameplay in my opinion. But it's also like not mm-hmm. the worst. So like it's I, I can like, look, play around Lurus. You still kill it with a sweeper. Like it's fine. Yeah. Look at Boros
0: heroic. They're not playing Feather because they deem Loris to be the better option. Yeah, but Feather's
1: so much fucking cooler. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it's so much fun. Like, I'd so love yeah, it if Feather decks were actually playing Feather, because Feather's awesome. But yep. it's not worth and, it and to even, swap even this the three newer, drop in. That owl from Strixhaven, too. Yeah, she's the Elinda or whatever, she's cool too. Love that card. Yeah, so
0: having like like a two-two split or even like, you know, copies five through eight almost of feather and that kind of deck could be Really cool, but people won't do it because it's it's Luris and it's just like it's it's annoying. I I wish we could go back to spoiler season of Ikoria, where everyone was like when we saw Luris, we were like, well, I mean, this is amazing in Auras. This is that's the home for it, right? Auras that's the best deck in Pioneer to play Luris, and we were just kind of like, you could do it in other Aggro decks, but do you want to just lose out and having these really cool other cards that you top out at three? No, apparently not. Like you just you just jam yeah. it in, like I like Luris and Auras because it's a fucking phenomenal fit. Yeah. Do you think if Luris was banned as a companion, there's any shot that you play Luris in the main of Auras?
1: Maybe I could. I it's could just even. So s- good. Yeah, it, it's still a really good card. And there's some really sweet things. I mean, even, like, again, out of Black-White Humans, even though I don't like the card, there's definitely a chance it would still show up in that deck because Luris combos amazing, like, phenomenally well with Dauntless Bodyguard. Yeah. Where you just, you play Lurus, you immediately bring back a card that protects it for free. And now just, you're 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 locked it up, right? I, I've had so many games against aggressive decks. Or, for example, I'm stuck in a game and I've got Lurus on the field and I've got to protect it with Bodyguard and I will just swing with Lurus like, into a 4-4, and it's like, okay, cool, sector thing, give it an indestructible, second main phase, play it again, protect it, and use it as, like, a way of life gain, you can, like, throw your and Inspectors, like, to their death, because they either get in for damage for free, or if they get blocked, you play them again, you get, it's so good, and it's so easy to protect, that I can still see it just being a card, regardless.
0: Um, one thing I want to ask you real quick because I was thinking about the historic version of auras because they usually lean towards um, blue white as a, like an Azorius as opposed to like you know Orzov or even Selesnya. With the uh, the new fox that we got, do you think that has a chance to be your core spirit dancer as uh, so to speak and go to auras? Because I mean I'm looking at the list right now and they run cards that are all Pioneer legal. It's Arcane Flight. Cartoon Solidarity, Sentinel Eyes, Aether Tunnel is a one of it's kind of cool. Um, all that Glitter, Staggering Insight, and then Adanto Vanguard, Self-Savior, uh, Sram. Um, and even Spellpierce is being run. Like, there's no card in, in the whole 75 from what I'm seeing at all that's not able to be ran in Pioneer. And the whole difference of this deck being not a thing is Core Spirit Dancer is just so good.
1: I think it really depends on the power of a card like Spellpierce. Um, is a lot of your the way you attack um auras generally is maybe th- is through utilizing if you're like from a more controlling perspective utilizing something like a sweeper preferably an exile sweeper an edict that sort of go around the conventional ways of protection they have and spell pierce is much more of like a like a blanket protection spell also considering if the game is over soon enough uh, which it generally yeah. is with auras, especially if you go into Pioneer and you get like Ethereal Armor and mm-hmm. you play the Fox on turn three and then you play an all that glitters, grab an Ethereal Armor and you hold up Spell Pierce to protect against basically everything and you're probably one-shotting your opponent a turn out. So yeah, it I could see it work. It just depends on if that's what you're looking into Or are you, like, staring down a bunch of blockers or something? I know in Historic, it's pretty control-heavy. Like, people are doing pretty disgusting, non-creature things. Then I definitely want to be doing spell spellbears. If I'm playing against a lot of Winota, I'd rather not have spell spellbears. Yeah, I agree.
0: But before we get into uh, Kamigawa spoilers, we have a few more leaks or whatever. And then we also have Morrow's uh, big teaser drop that we kind of want to go over a little bit. Uh, we do have some sad news to report is uh, Star City Games is completely gutting its content creator um, publishing module, the whole idea of it. Um, uh, and they use maybe the word making big To nuance it a little me.
1: bit, the, they're very much taking the spikes off. So we see a lot of writers like Jerry Thompson, Ross Merriam, Brian Gottlieb, uh, the Versus Live series... Todd, um, Anderson. Todd Anderson. We see those guys leaving, but like, uh, and this is to throw no shade at these people, but like, we see that uh, versus uh, Commander Versus is still saying, which I, I think is a fucking hilarious show. Um, and I think forgetting his name, Sheldon, I think from the Commander, he still keeps writing articles. They've said that they will be writing some sorry. Was it non strategy slash tournament related topics, which tells me, commander mm right
0: they're leaning into that as opposed yeah. to like the spiky idea like and I get it they they said that the part of that was because the lack of like paper play and stuff like that and there's not many tournaments to actually report off of, so there's not as big of an interest in that kind of thing from the like a, their average reader. So like, I get it. Um, I do hope that all these great names that you just mentioned that are leaving, and there could be more. I, I'm sure there are plenty of people that are within the Star City Games umbrella that are just not... Because the, these weren't announced in the article. These are the individuals that are actually confirming via Twitter to their followers saying, yes, I was one of the ones let go. I'm sure there's a good several others that are a part of that that are just not saying anything yet, which is fine. They, they, they don't have to. They're not, they don't owe anyone that information.
1: CEO of Channel um, Fireball fucking salivating at this point. <laughs> right? Like um, free pickings, right? <clears throat> them, Cool Stuff Inc. Uh, I know it's picked up some people, like Jim Davis is there, Ali Antrazzi is there, MTG Mudster yeah. has recently been uh, affiliated with... Um, maybe even Goldfish. Goldfish?
0: Can, can, can try to lean... In. Like, look, one thing that's been missing from Goldfish from day one uh, is the the spiky idea. They're very casual-oriented, which is fine. I think that is their market, but like, yeah. maybe that's a place that you can kind of lean into I, when you can pick up some of these great minds.
1: Yeah, I th- I think it it really depends because I do think the strength of Goldfish is in its, like, casual audience, right? Like, yeah. I I love Ross. I don't see him writing for Goldfish anytime soon. No. I don't see not. Ross starting a video with, like, one of these memes that they put in front and has himself in, like, a cartoonish drawing together with a fish on the thumbnail of the video. I think he'd rather shoot himself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, I I don't yeah. think... I'd see him there soon.
0: (laughs) Speaking of shooting, did you see the recent uh, sketch, the little drawing that was done by um, the uh, Oh, it's got Brewer's
1: Minute or whatever, Brewer's Kitchen?
0: Yeah, Brewer's Kitchen with the uh, the Secret Chariot.
1: (laughs) That one was so good. It was
0: great, and people were getting so fucking upset on Twitter. I'm like, can you stop? Really? Yeah, people were getting upset about, like, quote-unquote, killing a cat. And I'm like, it's a, it's a Nerf gun. It was very, it was done. It's a it Nerf gun and a black and
1: white goofy yeah. drawing.
0: Didn't show anything. It just showed like a almost like Looney Tunes-esque like, um, like TNT explosion type of like thing in the spot that the, the cat was with the other cat looking fucking mortified.
1: <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. It was like- great.
0: And just the, the quick little thing of like no wild cards and just bam, <laughs> like it's fucking great. Well done. I'm glad it got the green light to move forward. Cause I, yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine I don't think this. he just, I don't think uh brewers kitchen just says I'm going to post it. And no. without co- contacting Seth or anyone else, I don't think he has that free no. reign yet. So the fact that Seth and uh, Richard and them kind of said, fuck yeah, let's do it. Uh, which I'm sure they didn't say, fuck yeah, let's do it. Cause they're, <laughs> They're quite literally the most family-friendly group of content creators in yeah,
1: the MTG community. That, I mean, that can be that they have to do because they put up that act all day. I could just, like... My head kind of is that Olive just swears like a fucking sailor <laughs> when he's, he's not so... on camera. <laughs> just, I don't know. It's obviously probably not true, but just, like, I well, just...
0: he's talked about it. Oh, uh, really? He said that he used to work in, I think, construction... Um, and he said, or something along those lines, like he said, an old job he had, he's like, yeah, I used to curse all the time. It was really like, really bad. Like I, I, it was just a constant part of my vocabulary. He's like, when I started streaming, um, I kind of just cut it back because of like where we're at and what we're doing with my job. And yeah. he said, it's, it's also translated to his personal life. He's like, I ah. just don't curse anymore. It just, I just, I just lost that part of my vocabulary. Cause when you stream five days a week and you're doing content 24 seven, where you have to be in this essentially a character. I'm sure it's going to bleed into your personal life a little bit. So yeah, that's what he said. He says he doesn't anymore, Ah, but I would love to hear some, uh, some old classic Seth. Like, I think it was construction that he said he worked just like, imagine him missing a hammer on his fucking finger and just imagine (laughs) Seth just yelling. Motherfuck. Like that'd be (laughs) phenomenal. (laughs) It's Seth probably better known as Seth. (laughs) like just fucking hitting his own hand. like, Oh my god! Never change, but yeah, I I guess to wrap up the SCG thing is like I I hope these guys get picked up. What I want to see, and okay, I think the saddest news for me personally is the fact that versus live is getting gutted and gone with Ross Merriam. Yeah. Corey is apparently staying for like uh, the commander versus and shit. Yeah, um, and because it makes sense, Corey can can lean into like the the casual stuff too. He he has that persona and that. Personality, where he can he can do literally anything, and honestly, watching him doing like spiky type of videos is always a little weird for me with his personality. He's if there's anyone that was if, if anyone would have been let go from SCG and could have easily instantly been part of the Goldfish crew, it's Corey Baumeister. Yeah, he 100 could have been the animated version of himself and all that. But I really hope these guys get picked up. I hope Versus Live continues in some form of another outside of SEG. I think Corey and Ross have great chemistry. I love seeing them discuss their lines of play and that kind of thing. So I hope there's there's more to this. And there will be. Um, but I, my my selfishness, I want to see more gameplay like that.
1: Yeah, someone's got to pick. Maybe I can I can imagine it gets picked up somewhere with... Um, some like lower level of production quality because obviously if it'd be making a profit they'd keep doing it but I can imagine yeah. the idea they have a whole like studio set up they've got a director there all the time they have like all these graphs and everything's like very well streamlined I can imagine a lot of money goes into that Um, whereas a more a somewhat like how um, for people who know what commander versus used to be rather than before it got versus live it was basically just like a room with a table in it and all there were just surrounded by black curtains so the lighting was good i don't think there was a director but i'm not sure and they would kind of just like jam a best of three and that'd be the video right yeah so kind of making a return to like that kind of format i think someone else could pick it up like maybe more profitably um But yeah, like that's the I hope they go somewhere. That probably is gonna mean that there might be depending on how quickly they get picked up, we might be looking at a little bit of a content drought.
0: Yeah. But all good things come to those who wait. And unlike waiting we we don't do any of that shit when it comes to actually spoiler season and leaks because why wait for an actual official spoiler to come out when you can just have the card get leaked for our own viewing pleasure <laughs> when we've got several of them to look at
1: when someone just slaps five dragons onto a window and someone takes a picture My God, <laughs> and
0: they were taped they were taped to a window. I thought when I saw this leak, Alex, I thought it was a computer screen with a cool little like. I thought it was a binder. Of, like, these are the, this is the cycle. That's what it looked like. And then I looked at it closer. I'm like, that's taped to a window.
1: Yeah, because I thought it was a binder. It's kind of a weird binder to have four cards and then one slap dead in the center. But, like, I don't know. Maybe it's a five-color cycle binder, which we do have a lot of in Magic. So I wouldn't even put it past.
0: Well, let's take a look at some of these leaks. Uh, you want to go through the dragons first? That was the big one that got hit.
1: Yeah, we've got a uh, uh, we got three of the mythic dragons and a rare, I believe, is all we got since last time we recorded. Because this recording is actually pretty soon after the previous one we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the one that kind of got me started talking about Luris a little bit, and this is Ow, Ow. Just hurt like no, yourself. You, Ow! You, you got to say Ow. like Ao. The dawn sky. Yeah, probably Ao. Ao. The dark sky. Dawn sky. Dawn. Shit. All dawn. right. <laughs> anyway, three white white for a five four flying vigilance legendary creature dragon spirit. When Ao the dawn sky dies, choose one. Look at the top seven cards of your library. Put any number of non land permanent cards with total mana value, 4 or less, from Among Them onto the battlefield. At first time I read this, I was like, is this the best collected company of all time? But it's total mana value of 4, not everything totally 4 like or that. less. Um, put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Or put 2 one, one counters on each permanent you control that is a creature or vehicle.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're
0: crewing. This, this card's sweet. Um, it, 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 so again, the way that I've been evaluating all these dragons, because everyone's gripe is like, they, they die, that's, that's how you get the trigger. I'm like, that's, that's great, because they're a threat on their own that makes people wary of killing them. This not even it's got vigilance.
1: Have... So while you're yeah. swinging, you could still hold it back to block two, so you can have it die really easily.
0: Yeah. So, and if they do kill it, you get a sort of Coco-esque type of ability, which I mean, in a lower to the ground, like with this kind of five mana top end and like humans or whatever, that's still pretty cool. Um, Or, so like on an empty board, it's awesome. On a board that's already established, it dies, you're like, I buff everyone else. Like, that's pretty sweet. Um, and again they're legendary so if you draw another copy and you're in this kind of stalemate of a board st- uh like um a board state where they have good people to block you have your creatures you're trying to go wide and you top deck another one of these you can just play the other one legend rule keep the original one sack the new one and just buff your board and swing in that way
1: yeah or buff your board or get the other uh get the first ability i was sort of thinking this is a quick uh, uh thing we Talked about last time we had the black dragon, and I was like, I can't figure out the card this loops with. But obviously, as I think it was Bridger pointed out in the mailbag, it just loops with any clone. Yeah. Um, same goes for this one. Now we don't have Phantasmal Image in this format, so we're stuck with three mana clones generally, or even four mana ones, which in this case wouldn't matter too much. But if you hit like if you play this card, you play a second copy or a clone. You look at the top seven. You hit a clone, and you could pick up like an extra mana worth of something. Now I don't think that's like particularly awesome, uh, but I do think it's like a cool kind of synergy where you can play a clone and you mill and you hit. While well, you look at the top seven, and you hit a clone and like a dork or like some sort of like some sort of weenie card, and then you. Do it again, and you hit a clone and a weenie card, and again, and a clone and a weenie card, and again, and a clone and a weenie card. You can, like, churn through quite a large part of your deck and maybe find some other cool creatures. Obviously, this is a total mana value of four, so you can pick up any permanent that's zero mana. think Ornithopter, Mox, uh, Mox Amber, those type of cards are so zero mana. You can just pick mm-hmm. as many as you want. We're going back to Mirrodin. We might be getting Memnite, Mana 1 1. You can pick that one up for free. So you can build pretty menacing boards with this guy. And then obviously, once you've accrued some permanence on the battlefield and you'd get another clone, I mean, this is still in like sort of like a combo deck that's probably bad, but just thought experiment. You hit some stuff, you hit some Ornithopters, you hit some dorks, and then you hit one. You let it rule it. You pick the second ability, and now this entire board is suddenly like worth something. So there's cool stuff you could do here. And again, couldn't do any of this if it was an ETB because these effects would be nerfed significantly. They're ETBs. Yeah, yeah
0: and th- th- I think these cards are going to see play. Like I, I am excited to try out some of these in Pioneer. I think they're all pretty good. It- I think it's funny because I-, I actually think the red one, out of all of them, is the worst one. Which that one still gives you three treasure tokens, or it's a, a lie of the stage on a body. Like I, I still think I'm that's f- the worst
1: one. Thinking I will talk about this one now because it's the other. Uh, it was another spawn ones. I think the blue one might be the worst one, just because I think six mana is pushing it. Like when you it get to a six mana card, deck. uh, do we play non flash six mana cards that don't immediately do anything in a control deck? Like, I don't. No, but I'll read the card we out. I, I don't think it's a bad card at all. I just think the fact that it's the most expensive one gives it a uh, a bit of a handicap compared to the, to the other yeah. ones. Um, so this one is uh, carry the swirling sky or blue blue for a legendary creature dragon spirit flying ward three. It's a six six. When it dies, choose one. Return any number of target non-land permanents with a total mana value of six or less to their owner's hand or mill six cards and then return up to two instant and or sorcery cards. A two instant and or... This can draw you four cards. Am I reading this correctly? Or is it a combination Uh. of... Two instants no, and/or sorcery. Oh, so you could pick up no, one no, instant of sorcery or two. Yeah, of one, it's two. It's, of... yeah. Too,
0: it's two total. It's 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 instant. Oh yeah, yeah. Otherwise, so it would can...
1: say up to two instants and up to two sorcery cards. So yeah, okay. Still, two best instant sorceries out of your graveyard is a pretty good draw two. Draw two. Sorry, seek two. Because <laughs> you're guaranteed to have spells. But yeah, I, th- I think this card is very powerful. But again, the, the six mana tag on it gives me vibes. Like, I know this is an eight mana card, but like, yeah, Ugin's incredibly powerful. But aren't you just dead before you get there? Um, How dangerous is it to, even if you play this on curve, out of a control deck where this is most likely to see play, how dangerous is it to just straight up sorcery speed tap out on turn six? You're against, we have a lot of like synergy driven decks in this format where your opponent has a bunch of poop on the battlefield and you tap out with this card and they just slam a Winoda and you're just dead. You're just outright dead now. So kind of similar to Holebreaker Horror, but that card has the upside and has Flash, of course. This isn't really a six drop because of the deck it goes into. This is an eight drop or a nine drop if you want to play it kind of safely, which as a control deck, you generally want to play it safely. Whereas yeah. how would I ever not play this over like a Teferi? I play this on tap two lands. I can immediately protect it. I mean... But it's strong. Like I'll give you that. Okay, this is a strong card. This is,
0: this is the deck it goes into. Are you ready? Well. We get We get a Stifle reprint. And Neon Dynasty, and we can finally play Azorius Lotus Field control.
1: I mean, if we have Stifle running around in the format, people are gonna constantly Stifle this guy's Dice trigger. That's uh, yeah, probably. But
0: like the fact that you can get it out early with Lotus Field is is the whole thing. Um, we already have discontinuity. Uh, you could technically do a tails end, but you're a turn later than what you want with like Stifle, because you could do a turn two Lotus with Stifle. In yeah, the that's format. pretty disgusting. Now you're going to turn three. But I think that's still not that bad. Um, but yeah, I, I I think. I think you might be right. It, it is expensive. Um, the fact I do think it's cool that it has like a pseudo sweeper built yeah. into it. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, but. um Yeah, I mean, if it was a five minute five, five, would it be better? Like, would you rather have that than a six minute six, six? Yeah, the I, th-
1: I, I think if we change like every number on this card to be five, I think that would make the card better. I don't know if that would make it good enough. I think if you change any everything on this card to four, it might actually be a really good card. Mm. It would be four mana, four four bounce, four total permanence, and You would like mill four instead of mill six or something. That would maybe you
0: play it. In a is it deck and you play the red one and you get your treasures
1: and you ramp into this bad boy. I mean, that's a way to build is it dragons, right? Yeah, that you can use red one into the blue one. If you have the red one and it dies, you play a gold span dragon. You attack with it. You can literally play this card with a silver card scorn up, right? Like
0: yeah, I was just thinking that like having scorn in your deck, um, that. Yeah, but they, um, these also... are
1: fitting finishers, I think, for an is Dragon dragons deck that might want to yeah. run a few more dragons for consistency's sake. And I think for a control shell, these might be better than Goldspan dragon.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like obviously, Goldspan dragon has the upside that you attack with it, you immediately have sinimgar scoring up. That's good, but a five mana four four flying haste never is not the most fitting. Card in a control shell if there's value in going slower. Obviously, Goldspan Dragon is actually faster, which can also be very valuable for a control deck because you no longer have to control your opponent if they're dead. So
0: Unless you're playing Historic, when, in which case that card's nerfed.
1: Yeah, then the card sucks and it doesn't work at all and screw your wild cards. But no, I think that's a cool one actually. Is it dragons could be awesome with this?
0: Now we have a, the fifth one being the green one and now that I'm rereading it, maybe this is the worst one just because, and I'll, I'll explain my reasoning in a second. Okay, so it is uh, what's the name of it? Something Boundless Sky? Yeah,
1: it, 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 it's they they put the white one right over the name when they stapled this through a window so we don't know the full name we just know it's called Ountless Sky which will probably be Boundless Sky Yeah um, And the name's gonna be short. Oh wait
0: it says the name is so on Mythic Spoiler. It says the name is Kura, the Boundless oh, Sky. Oh,
1: you can see it in the text box because it references its own name in the yeah in the text of, in that. the rule text. Hooray,
0: so. Kura, the Boundless Sky. So, uh, Kura, the Boundless Sky, uh, three double green for a four-four flying Death Touch Dragon. I do like how this cycle; they're all flying with some other keyword, and I think they're they're all flavorful in that sense. It's pretty cool. When Kura, the Boundless Sky, dies, choose one. Search your library for up to three land cards. Notice it's any land card. So there you can get into some shenanigans there. Reveal them. Put in, put them into your hand, though. Put them into your hand instead of, like, battlefield.
1: Ugh! I know it would be really fucking
0: good if it was battlefield nah, straight up. It would
1: up, be extremely good if this was battlefield straight up.
0: But whatever. Uh, or you can create an XX green spirit creature token where X is the number of lands you control. Um. The fact that the spirit token has no other keyword on it—it's just a worse and seven token. Yeah, that just has the power toughness of the lands you have. Um, I think this one just misses the mark because on rate four four flying death touch four five. I mean, in a, I maybe in a ramp deck you want to leave this back as a blocker, sure. Um, but for four, four death ties for five. A flying seems kind of eh, eh for me. And then the the death trigger of getting your three lands and the fact that it's any land is so good. But
1: yeah, it no. goes to your hand. Yeah, I agree. Um, for the sake of constructed, they should have probably have put like one land on the battlefield, and you could grab anything, yeah. or even just straight up putting one on the battlefield is actually kind of already but yeah there's you know we're talking about with is it dragons there's not really good green synergy in dragons there's there's probably green dragon synergy cards because of tarkir because we did have I mean, green the, dragon lords but
0: like but the best green dragons are your seven mana hit you make seven uh treasures or the even better yeah. dragon hold Corvold is your best green dragon in the format, it's a Jun dragon.
1: <laughs> so, and at that point, if I play a deck with Corvold and I want more dragons, I'll play the red one or the, <laughs> or the black one, and not exactly. this. Yeah, no, I which think would actually synergize with Corvold in a way. I would agree, and I, I hate to, this card looks, and I'm very sad this couldn't have one point more of power because this would have been an absolutely slam dunk in my my EDH deck, which I think it's really cool. But this is one of the ones. Where this does kind of strike me. It's like, yeah, that's cool for Commander.
0: Yeah, but I think it's very good for constructed. I think not... the token doesn't do enough. Um, it I mean, I don't fuck. The, the token needs another keyword. If it's just a vanilla XX for lands, I mean, give it reach, give it trample, give it something.
1: Um fuck, give it ward. I mean, I mean stop giving creatures with high power death touch too. It feels so wasted. Right? Um, I mean it's gonna the only upside to this is that it kills the other dragons. <laughs> because it has death the, touch.
0: They should have given this given this one flash instead of uh Oh, that would have been touch. awesome.
1: Should have been Flash. Um Straight up hexproof. Nope. Nope. This could have been the one with Ward, and the blue one could have had Flash.
0: Yeah, that probably would have been better.
1: Um, actually. Yeah, no, I do I do think. Even though the mana cost is lower, there is a chance that the blue one is probably better just because Issa Dragons is an actual home I can think of. Whereas this can top like a big green style deck, but five mana for four power is just not that much. We're paying three mana for that in these decks, right? And sometimes we're even getting more mana. I'm thinking Ronas... Discounted Galta, Steel Leaf Champions, Old Growth Troll, uh, Garrick's Harbinger. And that's three mana, which you could just all hit off Collected Company basically, except for the Galta. And then if we're thinking of a five mana card that shows up in these decks, that's like the Surak. Surak the Huntmaster yeah. or something? Isn't that four? That might be a four drop actually, I'm yeah, not it's sure. Four. it's four. Yeah. And I th- that card's probably better that discard.
0: Well, I'm going to quickly uh, rank them for my own my own biasy. I think it goes white, black, red, blue, green.
1: I think that's reasonable. Um I might rank the red one. Um I might be shifting like yeah, green, blue, uh, blue, green at the end. I think that's reasonable. I might Gut feeling makes me go red, black, white, I think the red ones, and it's really the mana cost that's the selling point for me, and I four, think four, four,
0: the a that that is good rate
1: and I think the diversity, I think the death triggers the it, they work really well together, where it's like there are just games where you're like, man, my hand's full of gas, and I need to get the stuff out of here, or games where I'm like, man, I need some more gas, and where I can think that a big red aggro-y style of deck can really that can have lower land counts can really run into this problem where, yeah, your default option is probably to get the cards, but you could just have these hands where it's like, man, I have these treasures. I'm going to barf this whole end out next turn. And if I'm going to throw four spells at my opponent in a turn, there's no way they're going to stop all of it. So I think that makes it really awesome.
2: I do think... Um, Rakdos
0: treasures would be really cool with this card. I mean, this card is great with Dental Dispute too. I mean, I know you don't want to typically sack it, but you could be it in those can. situations like you just said, and you sack it get you get four treasures
1: for two. Minutes. I mean, or you get four cards and a treasure.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Pretty good. Yeah, like. I think that's, that's a pretty sweet place. You could, and that could be like a cool curve topper. For. Brad, got an idea. Okay. We take your black artifact deck. And already, splash red. maybe splash red for the dragon, but the black one can reanimate Herald of Anguish.
0: That's already pretty good.
1: That's, that could be something.
0: And it actually goes with the deck, too, because Harold's already discarding your opponent. So, like, even the discard effect could be pretty good, too. Yeah, where it already... takes
1: the final few cards out of your opponent's yeah. hand. Hmm. We broke it. We did it.
0: We just need a different way to construct the red deck. Oh, the red deck, I'm sorry. The, the oh, black and, and you've got
1: deck. that egg thing, the two-mana artifact from AFR that works well with dragons, but is then also Ooh. an artifact.
0: Oh, wow. Hmm.
1: Maybe we're onto something, Brad
0: Artifact Dragons
1: Huh Brad, Robot Dragons It's so close to Robot Dinosaurs
0: I think Is there I mean, we only have have Construct as the creature type for robots, basically Where's my Construct Dragon? That has to be one of the set, right?
1: That would be awesome
0: All right, you said we had one more rare? Oh, the
1: toad maker. Yeah. Yes.
0: This is all you. Go for it.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. All right. Um, Tatsunari, Toad Rider. Fucking <laughs> awesome. Uh, a Black. My ex-girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> uh. All right. On that bombshell. Anyway, Uh, legendary creature human ninja whenever you cast an enchantment spell, if you don't control a creature named Kimi create Kimi a legendary 3-3 black and green frog creature token with whenever you cast an enchantment spell, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life then you can pay one and a Simic hybrid, so hey it's a Sultai commander um Tetsunari, Toad Rider, and Target Frog you control can't be blocked this turn except by creatures with flying or reach. So they basically get that, like, pseudo-flying blocking. I mean, I know you have to play an enchantment afterwards, but in the right shell, this is a 3-mana 6-6. Right? That's bananas. Like, I know Centaur Corsair isn't a very good card, but what about two that can make itself unblockable and you can do cool stuff with this so you have the extra enchantment synergy that means you want to run some number of enchantments obviously but there are some enchantment creatures count and we know we're going to get some enchantment creatures again in this set so maybe there's a couple cool ones there um Maybe there are cheap enchantments like um like unbridled growth that you might be able to play that can sack themselves and loop and they might be triggering revolt, maybe you're doing other things with that. Um if you're playing a bunch of enchantments, you could sack you could keep sacking the frog for value. Because every time you play an enchantment, you get it back anyway. So there's yeah. a lot of like cool like ways you can take this card that might make it too cute or might make like a really cool niche probably like tier 2 deck that includes this card
0: we had someone in our discord that was Gabe I already have an idea for like a, a mid-range Golgari uh, deck for this and my, my initial you immediately were probably like what about Vraska and what if Vraska like Trial of Ambitions? Because you can play Trial of Ambitions, get the frog. Um, you can even sack Trial to Vraska, draw a card. You can even sack the frog to Vraska, draw a card, play another uh, enchantment, get the frog back.
1: You can do this like with Luris. Um, main can, deck Luris, yeah, main deck Luris. You can go in mm-hmm. a in an Orsoff shell and use right to a Obli- right of oblivion yeah and then you play your trial of ambitions as your removal spells then you can sack that or you can sack the frog when you play another enchantment and you play this sacrificey looking probably at like Orzov, of abzan gogari type shell while you're doing this kind of loopy valuey things if you play a main deck Luris and you play Unbridled Growth, you're doing like a Mishra's Bauble impression, where every turn mm. you play this one mana card, obviously instead of zero, which is much better, but hey, we're Pioneer, not Modern, and you do this like, all right, Unbridled Growth, Sack it, that could trigger Fatal Push really easily. Again, there are really awesome Revolt cards. I've always wanted to make Revolt work as a deck, because I think there's a bunch of really powerful Revolt cards, but just not enough to make a deck work.
0: Okay, let's keep with that same idea—that Golgari mid range. Okay, with like Vraska, hmm? They got a step further. I know Gabe also put Comet of tra- uh, Transients in that deck. The, yeah, the two the two drop one. I got another good enchantment you can play. Both of Nissa.
1: That'd be cool. Yeah, for sure.
0: Can grab your Toad Rider. Can grab your uh, your planeswalkers. You they sack themselves to extra
1: copies, yeah, um, which triggers the kami exactly, and then you might have some sort of self mill element, uh again, not say you need, but that's that's another route you could take. Are we looking at cards like um Grim Flayer or Witherbloom Command? Or we could be looking at, like, these type of cards. You're playing with enchantments and creatures. Maybe you want to run, like, um, Commune with the Gods as, like, a sort of value card or Benefaction of Ronas. This courser of CruFix, which can be enchantment hit off of, creature. of as an enchantment.
0: Triggers your Toad Rider to make your froggy boy.
1: Yeah, so I think there's a lot of cool stuff to be done here. I think an element that might be missing in this is that, like, having an easy way to sack for value because frasca a four mana planeswalker right there's there's no like viscera type of yeah but boast is a three drop again it's still, it's still good but then that's like sort of bloating your deck again and then we're getting into the aren't you doing just like cute loopy mid-rangey things your opponent casts a niv and reborn and you're just out of the game So I think that's something you have to be careful of when you build a deck like this. But there's, you know, we're thinking of a million cards. Maybe there's, like, a set of, like, five cards. Maybe even there's, like, four cards that make this cool engine, and then you can just build around it with interaction. Uh, Interaction, Mm -hmm. maybe some other threats, some alternate wing conditions, run some man lands, that type of thing, and then have this engine, like, churning pretty easily while hopefully running a bunch of individually good cards. <clears throat> but, like, this card is by itself. I mean, obviously a 3-mana three 3-3 three, three that can make itself unblockable for 2-mana isn't great. But it's not the worst floor to be at. No. Right? When you have, like, a game that runs to a, to a slug and you're top-decking and you top-deck this, it's not the worst top-deck in the world, right? You can Oath play the of-
0: new Black Dragon in
1: this true like oath of nissa that cycles and growth that cycles vraska is a removal spell you can play this with liliana waker of the dead if you're going with akami and it gives you something to discard to you it know, like on a last hope liliana the last hope could work in that deck so which it's is a also just an here. individually pretty cool card um you know right of oblivion if you've got anything to sack maybe you're running if you're going to a white shell you can run lands that make tokens like there's there's a lot of ways you can take this um
0: god i wish pioneer had that that land that came and tapped made an 01 plant
1: oh colony garden
0: <laughs> yeah
1: god i want that card so bad i think you could do so many cool things with County Garden. Would, but
0: jun food would be so good with it uh, <laughs> we already see it with historic because <laughs> they have that card and jun food's one of the best decks
1: they run company garden.
0: Yeah, they do as a four of.
1: I can imagine it kind of takes the wind out your sails, but
0: Oh no, it, that, that card's fucking ridiculous. They run four of uh, the Golgari also remember they, they also run they have uh, the fucking squirrel. Oh yeah. I okay. a squirrel. And they're just Golgari. They they dropped red completely. Yeah, my my only
1: experience occasionally playing this as I play my as I grind my quests um to ever increase my horde of gold as Pioneer approaches, hopefully, ever, maybe, please, I've spent so much time on this, um, is that it's just a deck that takes a 100 billion game actions and then probably kills you with a 10 squirrel.
0: Yeah. Where I see that squirrel on sight, I'm like, push, die. <laughs> um, yeah, the, those are the only spoilers we got, right? Or leaks we got.
1: Yeah, there are are other cards, but they were like, for example, from the commander set. uh, We had some of the cards leaked, which I think there's a pretty. The packaging was leaked. Yeah, which just had cards at the front and back. So, hey, uh, with a vehicle that can be your commander, which is pretty. Um, Definitely showing us that there's going to be quite the vehicle theme. In this Ooh. even one of the commander decks is straight up you just a, vehicles.
0: You know, I just noticed. Look at the typing on Kotori, pilot
1: prodigy. Yeah, Moonfolk pilot. That's probably that's one fucking of the spoilers. Sick. Uh, that's one of the teasers, probably, where they're tying tribes together through another thing. It's probably pilot. But it could be samurai, I suppose. What the fuck is a moonfolk? Moonfolk, we Temio's a moonfolk. Is she? Yeah. We had um, I don't well, know if... She was just a wizard lady. Katori is, but we are going to see Tamio's son in this set. Yeah, the, the adopted... Yeah, Tamio's a oh, moonfolk. Yeah, I, the moon. No, well. The reason you don't know who the moonfolk are is because all the cards sucked, because they revolved around returning lands to your hand. Which is a terrible thing to be doing in a game of Magic, unless you're casting the card Gush. Yeah. Well... Before we get to the
0: Marvel spoilers, or teasers, whatever, um, let's quickly go over the fact that we have other pseudo spoilers that are basically confirmed without getting the cards yet. My thanks blue boy, the return. Yeah, thanks to the return of Magic Story, they've actually. And honestly, I've been reading it. They've they've done three of them so far. The third episode was today. It's pretty good. Like it feels like what I read back when I started playing with like Cat and the whole Gatewatch thing with Bolas and stuff. That feels like that again. And that's kind of what I wanted. So good on them for, get, for getting back to that kind of setup. But we do have confirmation of a few more characters. One is your favorite, one of your favorite characters of all time, besides Nicol Bolas. Alex, who is it?
1: Kathaxes. And Yes, people hate me. No, I haven't bought it for a commander deck yet. Yes, I really want to. <laughs> <laughs> well he he's back
0: and he's also dripped the fuck out wearing kamigawa traditional oh, garments so
1: cool like that art is just i mean you know i said like i i, I kind of like jinka um I, I don't know too much about it but it's always struck me as really cool um and this art is just fuck he looks so awesome dude
0: i mean it's an hr oh my. it's it's an hg uh, geiger Pretty much type of inspiration, which I think is fucking. I I love his art style. Rest in peace. But like Jesus Christ, um, that is the person who designed the Xenomorph for Alien. Ooh, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, so his art is ridiculous, and that's what I think of when I see uh,
1: Jen. Um, same with now, foreign Clacks. Like they've knocking yeah, it out of the park. The Frexians these... in general. Yeah, but this cycle just—I already like the original Frexies, They're really awesome, and their design is really cool. And it's really like cool, sort of alien, weird, like it really creeps you out, but in like the good way.
0: And they're um, super like intellectual, they're they they don't have any empathy. I, I we talked about this before when we were talking about we wanted a big baddie again. And Alex, I think it's the Phyrexians. I think next year, 2023, I think we're going back to Phyrexia. Yeah, so I, I don't really know f-
1: how they're nerfing them. Because we talked about it in that episode. It's like fuck it, don't. If they don't nerf the Phyrexians, the story is over. They win. So, like... Yeah. Like, the fact, like, the story implications that, of foreign clacks being on time were already huge, and now Jin Gathexis is on Kamigawa, like... Yep.
0: Now, the other two, besides... What the fuck is um, going on? Uh, but besides uh, the white one, what's her name? Um, Eldridge, Alice Norn. Alice Norn. The other two, the red one and the black one are not confirmed to be dead, but they're basically M.I.A right after their fight or whatever i I
1: don't know about children i know the black the red ones i think they were always kind of like i don't think they were really like all for this like let's conquer everything i think they were fine kind of vibing
3: yeah Uh, i think it like
1: i think in like the mirrodin story like someone like the resistance was sort of like in their quarters Mm -hmm. sort of like And they kind of just like condoned them while they were there. So I know the red ones are probably a little indifferent about it. The black ones, I don't know. It's very in like black's color Paido that they're probably constantly killing each other for power. Yeah. So.
0: Well, so we have Jin on Kamigawa. And we have confirmation of someone helping them, whether by their own choice or not their choice at all. It's our favorite schemer. It's Tezzeret. And we even have the name of the card Tezzeret. It's Tezzeret Betrayer of Flesh, which is so
1: fucking sick. I mean, he's just straight up teaming with the Phyrexians again.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, And again, we don't know if it's by his choice or theirs. Um, And... I'm excited to get because he's going to be Demir, right? It's got to be Demir. He's mm-hmm. always been Demir, so I'm excited to get another potentially cool Demir Plainswalker that can just slot into Demir Control. Um, I mean, he's going like to do artifact
1: control. things, right? Like yeah, Tesseret. never shows up in a control deck. It's always a weird sideboard cards out of artifact decks, which people always affectionately call Tesserators. Which, yeah, I mean, I'm not against it.
0: That's we nice. also have um, Tamio's adopted son, um, Nashi Moon Sage's Scion. That's another card that is confirmed um, to uh, to be showing up. and uh, that's you know really cool. Also we have the wandering emperor um, and uh, from a giant dragon mech. There it is, Alex. There's our robot dragon. Let's yeah. fucking go.
1: gotta get a uh, Dragon so- mech man.
0: Uh, also Tamio shows up cuz it says that um uh he is rescued by Tamio and the wandering emperor and Jin so,
1: Gathexas has his name confirmed too by the way
0: yes cuz he talks to him Kato Kato No but talks it's, to
1: him. it's Jin Gathexas progress tyrant
0: that makes sense that seems about right for the Phyrexians. Um, yeah so this this is really cool so we have confirmation of these characters coming back um we're going to get a new Tamio. We're going to get a new The Wanderer, which The Wanderer is apparently the Emperor of Kamigawa now. So uh, that's pretty fucking cool. I was excited to see more of The Wanderer after she just showed up and then disappeared again in War of the Spark. <laughs> so that's a sweet. And um, I think the story implications.
1: also we're finally cool line, tying though. everything together. Cool line from the story. And they, they went full Avengers with this one. Kaito then abandons the team-up to reality heist a reality chip from Jin Gathaxis, whatever the fuck that means. Like, it's basically dated a time heist to get the reality stone. It's like, where have I seen yeah. this one before?
0: Yeah, and I'm fine with it. I don't, I don't care. I'm just happy to have a story again that seems to yeah. actually be pulling from the other sets and le- leading towards something for once.
1: Also, I don't um, mind generically exciting things. Yeah. Right. We've seen so many like stories nowadays. They all have to play 5D chess with you because the writers are trying to be clever. And it's like, nah, man, just, just give me like dragons and robots and a robot dragons and things, punching the shit out of other things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I did see someone on Twitter. I don't remember, I don't remember who it was, but they, they posted a picture and they're like, this is how I feel that the, the uh, the lead about the Phyrexians is going to go. And it was a picture of Loki where it said, uh, you must have been really desperate to come to me for help, like when Thor goes to him in yeah. the movies, but it's Nickel Bolse's face over him oh, instead. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. <laughs> if they fucking do that, which honestly would be a cool way to bring back Nickel Bolse where they're like, we need your help. The Phyrexians are really fucking powerful. This goes into your idea of, like, they can't, they're they not being nerfed or whatever, so, like, you just bring back Nikki B. Oh,
1: Brad. And then... Uh, Brad. <laughs> The best story where Nicol Bolas shows up, they like give him his spark back or something, and he just fucking flexes on the Phyrexians. Like, that yeah. is the story I want to see. <laughs> It'd be cool.
0: And then, like, and then Ugin would have to show up then as well, because they would have to talk to Ugin, because he's there with them. So imagine you get Ugin. Oh, what if we get a meld card with Ugin and Nicol Bolas, and that's how they defeat the Phyrexians?
1: Melt card Nicolbolus Ugin. This yeah. Is, this is just like the tag team cards for Pokemon where it's just two characters of one card. <laughs> and your opponent gets to pick up three prize cards when they kill this one.
0: And the name of it, it becomes like a big planeswalker, and it's like the name of it is Ugin and Bolas, uh Brothers till the end or some shit like that.
1: <laughs> and it's just starting loyalty 15, 15 mana card. <laughs>
0: Yeah, plus eight, kill everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They've got like three abilities each. Like, <laughs>
0: just oh my god, it's the first planeswalker with a total of seven abilities, where they actually have to like bracket the actual uh, formatting of the thing into like these six <laughs> different boxes.
1: Uh, that's oh, not gonna I'm, I'm be ready. confusing at all. I'll buy that one in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You go to a tournament, and you're like, I meld and I play this. And they're like, hold on. I, I need to all this. Give me one sec. Give me five minutes, please. I need to digest <laughs> this entire card.
1: Uh, so Especially because yeah, is... it's probably going to be a bad card, but I'm going to like take it to my grave.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: this you is so... the brightest card from my cold dead hands.
0: <laughs> See, this is why story is so important to magic because what did we talk about before? I said I have zero expectations or zero desires for any of the sets this year because I'm not invested into the story or the planes themselves. But by them finally moving forward with another story that ties in these characters, these, these planes together and moves forward into a common goal or common enemy, I'm actually invested into the sets again because I'm excited to see what cards can come out of that tie into the stories because that's usually the coolest cards that happen, whether or not they're good.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Oh, I'm so excited. And now, now I'm excited, too. We've, I've got the fever now, you know. I'm, uh, I'm up for it.
0: Let's transfer that excitement energy into the energy of speculation. Because we have Morrow's teasers. And do you want to go through all of them? Do you want to go through ones that pop out to you? What do you want to do?
1: Uh... There's a fucking
0: lot, as always.
1: Uh, I think we can, I think it's more fun to rapid fire them because some of them are probably like spoiled anyway. Yeah. Don't need to get through the United. All right. So two different pairings. So just here's a bunch of uh, things you can expect. Then we're going to get some rules text, I believe. And then we're going to get creature some creature types. types. So there's things you can expect. Two different pairings of creature types get tribally connected. And you
0: think it's the Pilots. pilot thing.
1: I don't know exactly how it works. It two different pairings. I I saw someone
0: say it's ogres and demons because on the last common there were ogres that cared about demons and demons that cared about ogres, but never together.
1: Oh, that's probably, that's a cool one. Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess ogres and demons is like a cool way to make this tribe. kind of what they did with clerics and angels.
0: Ogre, Demon, Berserker. <laughs> Tie in oh, Kaldheim no. too,
1: baby. Let's do it. Kaldheim didn't have enough themes yet. Get, in, get more themes <laughs> We're in. We're bringing them back. <laughs> um, then a black instant with destroy target creature or planeswalker that can be cast for two mana. I mean, I mean I'll We be actually honest. already
0: have that with Strixhaven,
1: right? Yeah, we have I, I literally have the card on my desk here because I took it out of my deck because of how disappointed I keep being in this. We already yeah. have Baleful Mastery and that doesn't make me very... I'm not gonna get my hopes up, right? When they spoiled Strixhaven, they could have said this exact line, but then an instant with exile target creature or Planeswalker that being cast for two mana? And that card is, is a yeah. massive fucking letdown. So, cool though. Maybe they've, maybe they've learned. Maybe they didn't make it this atrociously bad. Maybe it's like... I don't, I'm looking dude, forward to it. Maybe I mean... your opponent gains five life. Fuck do I care, right? Like just having gave twenty life. I don't give yeah, a shit. I don't give. Uh, I have a nickel bolus that says I win. And yeah. I don't really care what life total you're at.
0: No, it's gonna be uh, Baleful Mastery, but instead it's the fucking uh, that white card, the double double white that's like they can play it permanent from their hand. That's that's the that's the downside. <laughs> you get to kill a thing, it's like, but then you have another.
1: Rend <laughs> the wheel. Uh, Then we have a popular legendary creature from Champions of Kamigawa returns in a new form. Uh, There was a speculation here.
2: I know there was cycles
1: that were returning. You were thinking it could be like um, Kodama? Because we had Kodama of every tree but West. Um, Does he
0: usually have like, but that don't they usually not have two spoilers or leaks be the, or teasers be the same card?
1: I don't. Which other one would it be? Oh, finishing off a five-card cycle many years in the making.
0: There's only one... Hold on, is that true? I just typed in legendary creatures from Champions of Kamigawa, and only one card pops up.
1: No, no, it's more than one.
0: Okay, I don't know why it's... Pretty
1: sure. I think Azusa from Champion of Kamigawa... And I think the nine-tailed fox or whatever is from Kamigawa.
0: No, I'm looking at it right now. There's, I I type in the scryfall. I type in legendary card, champions of Kamigawa, and there's only one result. And it's Ryusi, the falling star.
1: I can't imagine there was only one of the dragons in that entire set.
0: Oh, let's go to creature instead. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I typed in the wrong thing. I typed in Champions of Kamigawa promos.
1: Whoops. Ah, oops. That's the issue. No, we've got Kiki Jiki, Azusa, Eight and a Half Tales.
0: Oh, yeah. Kiki um, Jiki makes actually a lot of sense. I
1: mean, you have to consider. it's is 2,000 years ahead. So, okay, most, so oh, most characters will be got. dead. So it's probably yep. going to be something like Kadama, because they're just like a a being, like a spirit, or it's going to be like one of the dragons or something. One of those like, what are they called? Like ka- Kami? Kai- kaiju? It's not Kaiju, but... The Yamakazi? Uh, the Okami or whatever? The
0: Yamazaki? Oh, I don't know. But quick rapid fire of like legendary characters, there's Aki Lava Runner, Azami Lady of Scrolls, Asuza, Ben. there's the Yama- Yamazakis, but we are getting those confirmed. New version of the Yamazakis. There's Bokuda, Bushi, Dosan, Eight and a half tails, Godo, He Who Hungers, Hikari, Hisoka, Horobi, Insame, and Insame and again, uh, Initiate of the Blood, there's Izamaru Hound of Kanda, there's Jugan, Jushi, Jushi, Kaiga, Kikijiki, Kiku, Kistune, Kodama, Kodama, Kokushu, Kanda, Kumanu, Kuru, Maruganer, Maro Nauner, uh, Naur, So nar.
1: far I know like four of these cards.
0: <laughs> there's uh there's Masko. Meloku, Mirojin, Mirojin, Infinite Rage. There's there's a huge, there's a five secondar cycle of that. There's Nago, Nazumi, Orochi, Risue, the the, the dragons, Sachi, Saizen, Sensei Golden Tail, Serishu, Shimatsu, mm-hmm. Siatsu, Sosuke, Taneko, Uyo, Yoesi, and Zuzu. Or Zozu. Zozu to Zozu to Punisher? Yeah, the Goblin Warrior. Yeah. So, uh,
1: so there's a there's
0: a, a popular there's a a popular one though. So the popular ones out of those, I, I have to think are Kiki Jiki, Um Asusa. Uh,
1: what's and, the, the Blue Wizard like the Lady of Scrolls or whatever?
0: Uh, yeah, Asami, or Asami, yeah, Lady of Scrolls. But I
1: mean, again, this is one of those three. yeah, but this is two thousand years ahead, right? Kamigawa this set. So, so it can't
0: be Isamaru, because that, that dog is
1: dead. Well, they'll all be dead, basically. Unless there's some creature or something that grows older. But it like, can't really be a human.
0: Well, then it has to be like one of the, like a, the dragons, right?
1: Yeah, a dragon, a spirit. I don't know how old <laughs> goblins get all come. Maybe goblins are immortal there or whatever. Uh, they could probably come up with some like bullshit reason as to why this legendary person has been alive for 2,000 years, though. So...
0: Yeah, I mean, in the spores we have, what are the names of the dragons? Uh, they're uh, are different they than the, the original They're dragons. all different? Okay.
1: Yeah. So, sure. Moving on. Um, we have an unnamed mechanic that cares about you having two things that magic has had since its beginning. Lands and life. <laughs> yeah, like, this is, this is incredibly cryptic. I don't know. It's... Uh,
0: are enchantments an, origi- or an original thing? Like,
1: uh, no, 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 I don't think so.
0: So it won't be... Because if, if it says from the beginning, I imagine since the first set. Artifacts have always been there. Um, it's not going to be planeswalkers or enchantments. So creature artifact, land artifact.
1: Yeah, I, I guess that it's a mechanic. Tire mechanic that has to care about. It basically... I mean, there's so much like enchantment stuff going on. I'd be surprised if it's not... Did we have, like, world enchantments in the first set or something? You're asking the wrong person. (laughs) Yeah, fair. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. This is very vague. Cards in hand and a life total. Perfect. Finish of a five-card cycle many years in the making. You're saying that's probably Kodama?
0: Yeah, because we have the center, east, north, and south trees. We don't have a west tree.
1: And it wasn't all from Kamigawa because Kodama of the E3 is from Commander Legends. It's actually yeah. like, been going for a little. Um One of Tamio's children gets a legendary creature card. That one was... Which we had that really.
0: one leaked yeah. already in the story.
1: Uh, a new creature token with an ability not seen before on a card.
0: On a card. So think of like emblems, I guess.
1: I don't think that's What's the an... frog, right? When you cast an enchantment, you drain one. I can't imagine it's never been printed on a card.
0: No, so what's, what's been put on an, an emblem before that uh, has never been on a card?
2: There's a lot of emblems. Let's look at all of them. We'll be here a
1: while.
0: Uh, beginning of your upkeep deals three damage to you. It's not going to be anything damage-related. Um damage, one of that damage, damage. Like, that's like control flying. It can't be anything that's buffing. Um swamps you control, add four mana to your mana pool. I mean, I think that's pretty specific. Maybe that that's, hasn't been done on a card.
1: I mean, that's pretty powerful to put on any card. Um
0: Here's you know, can't cast three crypt casts like, hmm. uh yeah, it can't be anything about buffing creatures, can't be anything about taking damage. Um, you may cast non-wind cards from your hand without paying their mana costs. We have, we've had that. Uh, oh, on a token. But, not on, but it says never on a card, period. Oh,
1: yeah. Also, there's not that many Well, emblems. that could there's also only, mean it doesn't have to be that, it could also just be something entirely new.
0: There's also only 68 emblems in Magic. Not a lot.
1: I only need one more.
0: Less than I thought. Ha.
1: Um, next one is two popular cycles of champions of Kamigawa block return, each with a new twist. I don't know. Two popular I, I, cycles? I, I didn't play in Kamigawa. I started playing like 10 years after Kamigawa came out. I'm, I'm not very familiar with this set. Um... I know there are a bunch of, like, legendary well, creatures with okay, divinity so counters. We,
0: we got one of them, right? Yeah, I guess uh, we got the dragons. To, the dragons, that's a twist on the dragons.
1: Yeah, and then maybe, like, all these, like, gods-like creatures that got divinity counters when you cast them from your hand, but they all kind of sucked because they were, like, 12 mana, so maybe we get a twist on that, aka they're playable now.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the other, like, cycles. And I'm not looking through the entire set to try and fucking figure it out. He's huh. not on cast.
1: Uh, the next one is a creature that makes a legendary frog creature token. We know that one. Yep. Unless there's another one. Um Two new Yamazakis. Yamazaki.
0: We have the Yamazakis brothers, where if you control exactly one... They all have the same text. They're both two ones. If you control another brother or another card that says... Because they're the exact same name, they just have different arts. If you control exactly one other one, your legend rule doesn't apply, and then they both get buffed when they're together. Plus two, plus two, so they become four threes.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, then some rules text. You may cast target enchantment card from your graveyard this turn. That could be. Let's go. That Let's could be, go underworld breach. Well, that could be pretty cool going into that. I, I, mean the Gogari Abzani deck we were talking about earlier, yeah. Um, where X is the number of times disability has resolved this turn. Storm.
0: That's terrifying.
1: Please um, don't give us the storm. The storm, storm is, is worded a, differently, but it's yeah, and, stormy to me.
0: And the storm scale is named the storm scale because that is the 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 the, the fucking goal. Of, like, if it never two
1: years, and so we'll name it the command. And uh, we'll name it companion scale. Hell yeah. Courtesy of Paul Anderson, I think, who tweeted that. Um, oh, I can't wait
0: until we get the Ikoria uh fucking storm scale and they put Ooh. companions on that. Ooh, give me 12. a nine out of ten. Give me a yeah. twelve.
1: Um when you cast an artifact instant or sorcery spell, copy that spell.
0: Copying artifacts seems really powerful.
1: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be like a 100 mana card. But then the next one is the first activated ability of an artifact you activate each turn costs two less to activate. That can be... You could do some nasty things with that. Yeah. Uh, Especially artifacts that might like filter for mana. And now they do that for free. Uh, Especially I obviously they might not put all the rules text on here. This doesn't say you can't reduce it below 1. So you might be able to do cool things with that. Um, then repeat this process for an enchantment and a planeswalker. Sounds like a... Gain a copy of something or draw a card for something. or Maybe
0: its target opponent has to sacrifice a creature... Or if they don't, they lose three life, discard a card, and then repeat that process for an enchanted planeswalker.
1: Yeah. You may sacrifice a permanent that shares a card type with the chosen card. That sounds
0: really good in certain types of decks.
1: It could make like a it could be like a cheap way to make a copy of something. Now we have cards that work very similarly, so this would be a little bit awkward. Why you would do it that way? That maybe you can sack a treasure, but then make a copy of an artifact that's larger, but they share a type. Then you may tap any number of untapped creatures you control. Uh, that's going to do Drain your opponent. Yeah, and something X where X is like the number of tapped creatures you control. The legend rule not having convoke. Yes. The legend rule doesn't apply to permanent by the way, that previous world's pretty cool with Magda. Yeah, um, the legend rule doesn't apply to permanent you control. We've had this in the card Mirror Halls, but I. But these we're are, getting these are better. both
0: these back to back. Both go great with Magda. Yeah, more Magdas. I have four Magdas and four other clones, and I tap all of them to make eight
1: treasures. <laughs> and now I'm going to sack that to find artifacts out of my deck. I saw, a, I saw a Magda EDH deck. And it was like the biggest fucking Goldberg machine I've ever seen. Like once it had five artifacts, it grabbed that artifact and then it did loopy things and then it grabbed that artifact and then it demonstrated a loop for that, which allowed them to grab that artifact, which they made to demonstrate a loop, to grab that one, to grab that one, to grab that one, to grab, one, to grab like a walking ballista and then they won. Something like that it was super cool. Man. Um, What was the other one that was on? Dis- that ability triggers an additional time. We've seen this
0: all the time. It's almost yeah. like this is an evergreen effect.
1: Better Monocon type of thing. This um, is the spicy one, Alex. Ooh-hoo! If it has dealt 10 or more damage to that player this turn, they lose the game. If this is a red guard, get out your Tor Brands. Yeah. This is like a card that like taps for one, does a damage, untaps when a certain thing happens. That gets out of hand. It's like the the Chandra, Chandra. from yeah uh, Magic Origins. It's like if it dealt three damage, okay, taps. It's you done three it. damage.
0: <laughs> huh. This could be terrifying, or it, it could be. be garbage.
1: We'll see. Yeah. Finally, here are some creature types. Box pilot. Do a barrel roll. Hell yeah. <laughs> Turtle ninja. Let's do it.
0: I mean, they, they solved the opportunity and they took it. Let's do yeah, it.
1: Yeah. Fair. Uh, Moonfolk Samurai. I saw a Moonfolk cool. Samurai
0: in the Commander Precon oh, yeah. as one of the commanders.
1: Uh, artifact Creature Goblin Artificer.
0: The fact that it's a goblin is really weird. The next one's also kind of weird yeah, for Artifact Creature
1: Ogre Warrior. They, well, I mean, they've built a robot, dino- a robot dragon. They've yeah. probably also built robot other oh, things. Oh, do you
0: think that... Oh, that dragon's going to be a vehicle, isn't it? I a dragon mech.
1: Probably, yeah. The,
0: the, the wording says a dragon mech.
1: Yeah. But this could be like... Maybe this is like a... You know, like what we always... There's like that thing where AI, where like if computers get too smart, they will start building copies of themselves and then we're doomed. Maybe it's like that type of thing. Where this is just like a bunch of like self-replicating robots. Because they're goblin artificers, but they are also robots themselves. So maybe they're able yeah. to build other robots. Um, Enchantment creature, red rogue. Let's Ench- go. Enchantment creature, egg. Huh. the magical egg. What can I say? It's not even an, uh, like a dragon egg or anything. It's, just, it's like, just an egg. Like if you have this on the battlefield for three turns, you can... You could sack it and put a dragon on your ha- from your hand on the battlefield. It's going to be... All I want to do now... Rainbow-colored is... dragon egg. Ugh. It could be anything. All
0: I want to do now, though, is uh, play that card as a four-of with four harmless offering, and then just give you the egg... And <laughs> in its just... trying time. <laughs> yeah, I'll just put the meme down on the on the, uh, on the thing. It's like, hey, can I offer you an it egg would, in this trying time? It would time?
1: be so cool if this egg had some sort of downside... Like you can put a dragon from your hand onto the battlefield. If you don't, you lose the game.
0: Oh my god.
1: Here's an egg. Don't have a dragon. And I'm like, second, Bolas. Fuck you. Why are you running this bad card, Alex? <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, they're like, why yeah. do you run that? It's like
0: I- I'm ready for the egg meta.
1: <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Let's not go back to when people played eggs, please. Hmm. You know of the egg deck, right? Yeah, you played it in Pioneer. I would play it. It's called yeah. Kethis, but it was basically yeah. eggs. But then I would also play Kethis. Is...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love overcomplicated combos. Give them to me.
1: <laughs> um. Then we have legendary creature Kirin Spirit. I thought it's a
0: krillin at first. I'm like, hell yeah, Dragon Ball Z secret lair. <laughs>
1: what does
2: it kirin like a like a sort of horse thing
1: a horse sure. dragon thing kind of cool um legendary creature goblin samurai there's
2: kiki jiki
1: and legendary enchantment creature snake druid that's got to be a okay, small so... font
0: Maybe, maybe, the Snake Druid is actually the legendary creature returning. Because there is a Snake Shaman. Uh, Sachi, daughter of Senshiro. Snake Shaman, legendary creature. Other Snakes you control get plus zero, plus one. Shamans you control have tap, add two green mana to your mana pool.
1: Yeah, there was also Cassetto, Orochi Archmage, I think was from...
2: the uh, sakiko mother of summer. So yeah, this. There's,
1: there's a bunch of legendary snakes.
0: Give me the snakes. I want snake tribal and I want spider tribal. That's what I want. You cannot have well, that's, it. <laughs> that's uh, give me snake spider as a creature type. Uh. Ooh. Sounds sweet. Oh, that's the entire teaser. Um does this teaser make you more or less excited for Kamigawa?
1: I'll be honest, these teasers never really do too much for me because they, it's literally written as one big gotcha. Yeah. Where it's like, two mana to kill something. It's like, haha, you thought this card was gonna be good. Right? Um, it, It's basically there's almost never one answer to these like i don't know it's cool to see some previews but you know knowing 20 percent of a card tells you exactly nothing about the card so you may what is it where x is the number of times this ability has resolved this turn could literally just be storm or it could be utter shit i can imagine it's maybe a card that's like an activated ability that you can use, yeah. You can pump as much as much mana into it as you want, and then end of turn it will like trigger. Granted, you'd probably just put counters on it, but I don't know, something like that. So, I don't know. It doesn't make me less excited. These these teasers to me are just never the most. I don't know. It's fun. I think it's fun that he does them. Yeah. Give something to look forward to. But gives hey, people a reason to log in start. on Tumblr.
0: Yeah, that's true. Spoilers officially start on Thursday though, so let's see. next week for the Pioneer perspective is going to be fun to go over actual officials. Unless unless all the all the spoilers we get to start between Thursday and are just the leaks Tuesday, they're just yeah.
1: It's like here's all right, the dragon side. Yeah, I was like, just about it. to say they did that live show and it's like and to kick it off, here are the legendary <laughs> dragons and everyone's like. Yeah, I know them already.
0: Yeah, we saw that t- uh, taped to a fucking window 3 days ago.
1: <laughs> oh, but wait, here's a
0: amazing 5 mana enchant or 6 mana Wooburg enchantment. You know, yep, saw that one day one. Yeah.
1: Cool. Someone threw it into a lake and it washed up at someone's at the beach. Someone f- found it. They found it. They found it on the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> sagas were designed years ago. They were the original Planeswalker
2: idea. I prefer but Planeswalker.
0: I'll take? I don't know. A lot of people hate Planeswalker. I, I think they're cool. But, um, I don't think there's really... I don't really want to go into a, a meta dive this week. It's a lot of the same stuff. There's nothing really new going on. Um... So I, I think the keeping this episode just strictly as a B and R content. Yeah, it, it's a short it's slight. a shorter
1: one, but that's also because we just didn't have any B and R to talk about really and we, we Yeah chatted for a little bit, but there was no
0: I mean e- even if we did, like we'd probably be like, Yeah, cruise is banned.
1: Okay. Like, well, I mean, but what, then what, what, at least it has implications. But like the only implications yeah. I have from these one is that like Alruns Epiphany's gonna be a cheaper car to buy for wherever I wanted. My, my Jinkathaxis EDH deck that I'm gonna build.
0: <laughs> you are a horrible person. I'm
1: gonna play Jinkathaxis and I'm gonna play extra turns. People are gonna love me. <laughs> well, I'm gonna basically, at I'm gonna look up oh, one no. of these homebrew home rules thing. I saw a threat, or like it was on Reddit or whatever, or I think it was on Twitter. It's like these are my commander rules. These were like the commander rules at my store, and it was like take an extra turn minus points. Uh, kill someone and cast a tutor spell. Minus two points. And I would like to just take a deck and just try and see if I could score as low as possible on that score. It's like, yeah, you, but you ended the night on minus 125 points. It's like, yeah, but I did win every game though, so give me those prize packs.
0: <laughs> Amazing. You get one prize pack after we tally your points. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, reminders out of the door. We are the Pioneer Perspective, the official podcast of the Playway Discord server. If you want to play some Paper Magic, you can do so by hopping into the server and playing some webcam games with myself, Alex, or anyone else in the community. We also have leagues going on. If you want to do that, that's pretty cool. Instead of just doing a standard looking for a game, great way to get your fix for a tournament instead of actually sitting down for a three-hour tournament. So there's that. <clears throat> We also have a merch on InkGaming.com. Two links available in the description. First one takes you to our actual store with Pioneer Perspective Playmats. Same thing with PlayAway Playmats and other types of merch and goodies there. If you don't want to get anything with my face on it, Alex's face is on it, or the PlayAway logo, all amazing art by the wonderful Adriano Catani, who you might know from the MTG Goldfish thumbnails, artwork, and etc. You can always get any other cool Ink Gaming merch on the website by just using the affiliate link and any proceeds from those purchases we get a small bit of that helps us out so thank you so much for that and of course social media there's disciple bolus for alex there's bradcipher for me we talk about magic mostly alex talks about magic i talk about other things too so if you don't want to see that then you know don't follow me i don't give a shit fucking social media account <laughs>
1: I don't Harris. care if the number is 200 <laughs> followers or 203 followers. I'm good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mine's been growing like for some reason for the last few weeks. I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I'm
1: just... I ju- I've just got a bunch of cool magic people following me. Like, a yeah. person follows me and it's like, oh, they're a streamer and stuff. And they're like, I don't know. It's like, cool. I'll follow back. Yeah. Otherwise, uh,
0: I have nothing else to say. I have no news to give. Um, I took a COVID test today. I was negative. So that's cool. Um, that's about it. I watched, Thanks for listening, guys. I watched a
1: movie yesterday. It was fine.
0: Oh, it was fine.
1: It was The Dig. It's about uh, an archaeological excavation in uh, Suffolk, I think, in England, which was like historically, it's it's like super important because it basically changed the entire view <clears throat> of Anglo-Saxon culture. And my, my girlfriend studies um, English literature and culture. So it's, well, English language and culture, I should say. And so it was like it basically flipped her whole study upside down. So it was pretty interesting. It was like well acted. The main, yeah. uh, the main character was the actor who plays Voldemort, and it was very weird to see him with a nose and not
0: talking the way he does. And no, because he's moved.
1: no, he's got a really like thick, uh, thick accent. He's really like this typical like country man who's kind of just like yeah, yeah about everything, right? <laughs> like yeah, go and do that. I think like, all right, yeah, we'll do it. Did he at one point go? <laughs>
0: anglo-saxon
1: come to die
0: (laughs) (laughs) god i hate his fucking voice in that fucking movie
1: oh the dutch one is terrifying i once did a harry potter it's great that we've done the outro here we're basically like this is like sort of like the post-game chat right like people tune out now and then like hey wait why is there 10 minutes left on this (laughs) but um Yeah, so I was at a pub quiz at the time and it was Harry Potter themed and it was was fucking awful. Like, it was basically just made by someone who watched like every movie in Dutch till like halfway through. But, you know, most people over here still watch them in English because it's way better in English. And then we had to know who the voice, who like the basically voiceover actors for Voldemort and Snape were. We got to see that scene where Snape is like i like, in a sort of, like, back room where Snape eventually dies, you know, but Voldemort's still there and have a conversation or whatever. And I had never heard these voices in Dutch. Well, Snape, probably, like, a decade ago, never heard Voldemort in Dutch because I started watching him in English by, like, the third movie. Mm. And it was fucking horrible. It was, like, this is nightmare fuel with, like, how... They just took the Voldemort voice just up to 11 in creepy. And I'm like, <laughs> this is why I watched him in English. Jesus.
0: <laughs> I, I'm actually watching uh, Death Note again um, with actually a MC, a friend of mine. And um, uh, I, I told her, I was like, we cannot watch it in sub no matter how much you've been told any other time. Like the, the typical thing for anime is like you have to watch in sub because dubs are usually garbage. Because the acting and the voice acting is pretty bad, and the translations can be goofy, so they change the way that the translations are worded a little bit to fit more with like American slang, but then they always like say things way over the top, and it's overacted almost, and they're like, yeah, believe it! Like fucking Naruto and shit, like, oh my god, nightmare fuel. But there are a few animes uh, in which you do watch the dub primarily because like, like Dragon Ball Z is one of those ones because no one likes the voice actor for, for Goku and, and, and Sub because they're used to this like this Goku and dub. That's what we grew up with. The other one is Death Note because it's fucking hilarious and dubbed because there's an amazing scene where he's like, I'm going to take a chip and eat it. It's the greatest <laughs> thing in anime <laughs> history so it's fucking fun like the, the and it, the, i was telling her i'm like the show works because light is a straight up insane person it would not be nearly as enjoyable if he was sane in any way shape or form but he's <laughs> literally batshit crazy so makes the show work makes it fun to watch and it's usually one of the go-to things people recommend for like you don't like anime watch this one it's like okay
1: i've watched a called titan season one that was pretty really an anime Like um I I I enjoyed the first I just never got around to watching the second one because it was delayed, I think, and then I just kind of forgot about it. Um i well, watch that.
0: I don't like Attack on Titan, to be honest, like at all. Uh, I think the art style threw me off. I, I still sometimes listen
1: to the intro just because it's so cool. Like Ooh. the a sex- But only, like, the sort of original... Eventually, like, halfway through season one, they switched, like, a German intro or whatever, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Because I don't know where I watched it, if they had, like, changed the intro. But I'm like, give me the Japanese intro. Like, holy shit. Why is there this weird... Yeah, I think it was, like, German. And it's just completely different. And it's, like, it's... It's got this, like... It's got, like, this, like... Jolly theme around it. And it's like, no, oh, it's not really the vibe I was getting off the show originally. It was...
0: That is the one redeeming thing about anime is that usually the fucking uh, intros and outros are pretty, pretty bangers. They, they're fucking great. Like, I love the Naruto
1: ones. Here, people I hang around answer. really get this weird inside information. Is that we sometimes, because they, these people aren't hearing the third person talking. Is that we have a friend of Brad who sometimes just like joins in and just kind of like listens to it. And then when I mentioned a yeah. tackle titan, I just got this cheer out of nowhere. It's like, oh shit, yeah, you're here too.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's the ghost in your room, Alex. Oh no. <laughs> and like the voices in our in your heads, our wonderful audience, even though you didn't hear that original comment to make this segue so fucking good. We're going to tell you goodbye. We love you. Thank you for listening to us every week, and we will listen back or have you back. I don't fucking know. Come back next week and have us talk about spoilers. Bye.
1: Bye bye. <laughs>